0: Hello, I'm Rachel Eisman. And I'm Leah Burnett. And this is Own Your Home, the essential guide to becoming a badass homeowner. You know that moment when the electrician mentions he's gonna replace your ballasts and you have a mini panic attack wondering what the hell a ballast even is?
1: Do I even need that? Is it gonna cost a fortune? Can I phone a friend?
0: You're in the right spot. We got you. Stick around and learn to own your home. Today's topic is appliance life expectancy.
1: <laughs> so sexy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know. Really, the things that you are dying to have information on.
1: Pins and needles.
0: But it is important because... Nobody wants to come home to a broken refrigerator and all of a sudden have to spend twelve to eighteen hundred dollars as no. refrigerators are now that you weren't expecting. Yeah. No. So having an idea of what the life expectancy of your appliances are allows you to make budget decisions. Okay. Start planning for when you may have to purchase something, have something set a little bit aside. And also know whether a repair is worth it or not based on how close you are to the end of the appliance's life.
1: That's hard to judge. That That is a good thing. That's a good thing to know.
0: Yeah. And, you know, a lot of times your repair technician will say, well, this is a 10-year-old refrigerator. You probably have 14 years on the refrigerator, but this repair is going to cost you $600, you know, and then you can make the decision there. If you want to spend the 600 now to buy you a couple more years, or if you want to take that 600 and invest it with another 600 or so for a proper fridge. Yeah. And a lot of times people also change out appliances based on style and technology. I mean, they have super fancy refrigerators at the moment that Crazy. will basically do everything for you. <laughs> okay. So I am going to quiz you. Uh-oh. And I do not expect you to have any of the correct answers. Because so. I won't. <laughs> you might. Okay. Let's just say washer and dryer. Okay. What do you think the life expectancy of a typical washer and dryer? Uh, are?
1: I would say a washer and dryer are somewhat on the longer end. I'm going to guess 15 years.
0: Okay, you're a little on the high side.
1: Oh, really? But not that.
0: Yeah. And and it's a little bit of a trick question because a front-load washing machine actually has a lower life expectancy than a top-load washing
1: machine. You know what? I almost asked that. Like, are you talking about a front-load or a top? I don't know why I thought that there might be a difference. I know front-loads – okay, so can I just veer off for a second and have a slight complaint about a front-load? And the odor issue – and I clearly I'm not the only one because they have like – there's cleaning solutions and detergents that are designed to address the odor issue in the front-load because it feels like the water never really – clears out.
0: So it doesn't. It actually stays in that yeah. little bladder and there it's a huge problem yeah. because people need to really leave that washer door open. open so that it dries out completely. I am like really deadly serious about that door stays open all the time, but it really needs to dry out completely. And that's the thing cuz you get hard. that little you get that mildew in there and the bladder just holds it. Now, you can go in there and clean it with bleach and a toothbrush. But who gosh. wants to spend that
1: kind of time cleaning, cleaning the, the bladder of their machine. washing machine? Oh my gosh. I, I, so we had a front loader in our um, rental in the house before we bought this one. And it didn't have a washing machine and dryer beforehand. And they kind of put one into the hall closet, which is lovely because then we don't have to go to a laundromat, but. You're in a hall closet area with the door of the washing machine hanging open almost all the time. I would go in and I would dry it with paper towels or or towels and try to get in there as much as possible because I hated having that door just hanging. If I had a laundry room, I wouldn't care. Yeah, But it was the fact that it was still kind of part of a more communal space that drove me bananas.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's a tough thing. And I'm sure they're going to have to come up with something to work around it. The front loading is really convenient though for small spaces and that kind of thing because you can stack. I mean, the mine are stacked. Yeah. Mine are stacked in the back of my closet. And yeah. I would not have room for a side by side washer and dryer. Yeah. Now they do have stackable top loading washing machines Which that is what I, we have. Yeah. That we'd all seen before. Yes. I mean, to me it's a throwback to like olden days.
1: <laughs> it's we totally went retro. With
0: your top load, you probably have about 14 years. Dryers okay. are about 14 years, typically. And then the front loading, they, they say it's roughly about 11 years for okay. life expectancy. Now, these numbers are what all the reports say, right? I actually think they're lower than that. Especially with the modern appliances that do so many more things than the old appliances did. I mean, you have steam functions on your washer and you have, Hmm. you know, these huge variety and dry cycles and all of those things. I actually think for almost all of them, it's slightly less than 10 years. Okay. I would say at about sixth or seventh year of having one of these machines, start putting a little bit of something away because I don't believe that they'll really last. Okay. Also with your dryer... Part of the dryer maintenance is not just cleaning the lint out of the cute little lint tray in the front of your dryer. It's so cute. (laughs) It's also cleaning, periodically, the lint out of the dryer hose, and that's what goes out of the back of the machine and typically blows to the outside somewhere, but keeping that clear, you know... Once a year is a good time to check it, maybe every six months, depending on how much laundry you're doing yeah. and what, how far the run is that that tube has to go.
1: Our run is tiny, yeah. so it's kind of easy. I actually have to go outside quite often and clean from the little outside area where it catches. Yeah. Also, it's near my garden, so I'm trying to gather the, the yeah. lint that kind of blows not, not an intense garden, but just a tiny little garden. But it's it's yeah. I know exactly where it lets out on the outside, yeah. and I have to keep my eye on it, or else it, it
0: yeah. Well, it and when that everywhere. when that gets clogged, it
1: lowers the efficiency of your dryer. Yeah,
0: you know, so you're like, man, it's taking a lot longer to dry the jeans or the mm-hmm. towels or whatever it is. Okay, so that's for washers and dryers. For official reports say you get about 14 years or 11 years. I'm saying you probably get eight to ten. Okay. The official report says you get about 14 years from a refrigerator. Okay. I think that's probably pretty correct. Okay. Okay. All the new technology may change some of it, but I think you should get a nice long life from most refrigerators. Okay. Good. And if you go with a really high-end refrigerator, yeah. I mean, there are refrigerators that are running $20,000. Oh, my gosh. They have specialty repair people that will come out, and they should maintain it for 20 years or more. But a lot of times in those cases, those refrigerators, people change out with the style of their house.
1: I, I can't even imagine. All hmm. right.
0: I'm going to give you another one to answer. Okay. So this has three parts. Uh-oh. Water heater, gas, electric, and tankless.
1: Okay. So I feel like the water heater is has to be replaced on a, a much more um, regular basis than some other things. The gas and the electric, I kind of don't know the difference in terms of um, time. I would Let me guess that both of those are six to eight years, but that tankless might be a little longer.
0: Okay, you're right at that the tankless is longer, but the gas and electric um, are slightly different. The electric will last a little bit longer than gas, Okay, and that gives us a range of like 13 to 14 years oh, for that. Oh, okay. And the gas is 11 to 13 years. Oh. The tankless water heater... It's actually 20-plus years. Whoa. Mm -hmm. Now, the trick with water heaters, and I think we've talked about this a little bit, is depending on the type of water in your area, they need to be descaled from time to time. Okay. And that's something your plumber can do, or you can look it up online if you are feeling really handy, um, but it's just about flushing it out and making sure that you don't have a bunch of the hard water, in particular, leaving deposits on the components inside the water heater. At, but a tankless,
1: I'm assuming, does not need to be descaled. There are varying reports on that. Most say no. So walk me through a tankless water heater. So we'll start with tanked,
0: and then I'll tell you about tankless. Okay. So a tanked water heater is what we're used to seeing. It's the big cylinder. Yeah. They're usually 40 or 50 gallon. In a closet somewhere. In a closet or a basement or something like that. And what it is is it fills up. So the tank fills up with the water. And then the heat source keeps that amount of water hot. So if you've ever had Thanksgiving dinner or Thanksgiving weekend, right, with family over and everybody's taking showers and all of a sudden there's no hot water, and then you give it an hour or two and you get hot water back. That's what's happening. You just blew through your 50 gallons of hot water in a short (laughs) period of time. The tank didn't have time to refill and heat the hot water, which is where people came up with tankless. And tankless is often called on-demand as well. So on-demand is essentially it heats it as it goes through. So it's a much different heating mechanism. So you're not holding a reservoir of water. You are pulling water through a heating mechanism, and it should essentially pull through and heat at infinite, as okay. much as you need. So a lot of people think it's more energy efficient. It feels like it. sounds like it. So it is to a degree. They're also more expensive to install. And so by the time you're recouping the money from the energy efficiency you might as well. And, and there are some determinations there. They're also considerably smaller. So that is something to consider. Like if you have the budget to purchase one, it's going to take up so much less space in your house. If you're considering tankless, call your plumber, have them come out and give you a quote and talk you through the options. Let's talk
1: about stoves. Uh, okay. Let me guess on a stove. Is Are gas and electric different? They are. So now, now we're getting into different things because then you're talking about the stovetop that's not connected to the oven. So we're going to talk about, when I use the word stove,
0: it's the cooktop and the oven. All in one. All in one. Okay. Okay.
1: Not like I knew the difference. Not like I would be able to give you a different answer with any kind of authority. <laughs> Stoves, I'm going to guess, are about 10 years. No? No. More, more good. Fifteen, more. What? Oh, that's why people are able to get away with some of the like the oldest nastiest stoves ever because they just keep ticking.
0: You have seventeen to nineteen wow. years. Seventeen for electric and nineteen for gas.
1: We have an electric stove, and I don't, I don't like it. I don't like having electric. I think we've talked about this before because you, you kind of had the same thing where we both want to change it.
0: Yeah, that's what I have, an in- You know, I don't love it either. And that was one of the first questions when we bought our house was, you know, can we do this? But we don't have a gas line in place. And because our kitchen is so small, we actually really need the cabinet space below. So our oven is on the wall, the cooktop. But in order to do gas, we'd have to take up more space underneath the cabinet. So we would lose some cabinet space. Yeah. I just don't know that I can lose the cabinet space. No, no, I wouldn't be able to lose the cabinet space. And I've actually, you know, I definitely prefer gas. Yeah. But I figured out how to cook pretty well on this one.
1: Yours might be better than ours. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't think ours is like the top of the, it's not a really high end. It's a really standard, like the name brands. one of those that's been around for forever. Like, you know, people would be like, oh yeah, that should work. And it's like, oh yeah, it does. But you know, it takes four, it's like I have to preheat the stovetop. But then when it gets there, it's searing hot. So yeah. there's so many times when I turn it on, and I finally get to the heat that I want. But then you basically have to turn it off. Well, that's the thing. And you even can't still control. Cooking, yeah, you can't control you can't temperature control in the same way. Which is, a, I mean, I think anybody who's cooked on gas
0: and anybody who really likes to cook mm-hmm. prefers gas because yeah. you just can control the temperature so yeah. much better. Yeah. Okay, so here's one that may be surprising to you: the garbage
1: disposal. Um, garbage disposal. And you say it's surprising, so I'm wondering because my instinct says it doesn't last very long—four years. <laughs> I'm just gonna go. You shoot ridiculous. low on I know, everything. I, know, I, know.
0: I mean, that's good, right? You're you're gonna be budgeting for stuff. You're gonna have plenty of money in your savings house. <laughs> I'm savings like, it's gonna account break for this. next year. Garbage disposal is ten years. Okay. Which I find surprising because we manage so many calls for garbage disposals because people misuse them. And they get replaced and like, has anybody ever actually gotten to the natural life expectancy of their garbage disposal Nope. before killing it in some other way?
1: They made too many vegetable soups. They
0: put all the peels, all, all the, the eggshells, yep. everything down at once. The lemons. Pasta. <laughs> lemons you can actually put down.
1: Citrus, you can put down the garbage disposal. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I have been the person that had to call the landlord and say, I hey, think my husband's been working.
0: Well, so that is a thing. I mean, while you can put lemons in, you probably shouldn't put your entire, you know, margarita batch down at once. You can, you know, do one or two at a time. Lemons and limes and citrus in general actually help clean the garbage disposal. Another great way to clean is just ice cubes. Just chunks of ice cubes down into your garbage disposal. Let it, like, chew it up. It helps move anything that's stuck in there. I don't know why I feel like I heard that. Ice was bad for garbage disposals.
1: Huh. Okay. I've good. heard eggshells are bad. Eggshells are definitely bad. Which you should be, just take your eggshells and throw them outside in your yard. If you have a yard, just take your eggshells and literally put them in your yard. They're yeah. so good for the ground.
0: 100%. So garbage disposal, 10 years. If you can okay. get if you can get yours to last that long, shoot me a note. This is another one, and I'm not going to quiz you on it. It's in the 10-year category, and it is your smoke detector. Oh. And I think that's a really important one because I am pretty sure most people forget all about their smoke detectors until, until start it starts beeping. beeping. <laughs> yeah. And then you want to kill it. The hardwired smoke detectors, people forget about even more because they don't chirp at you. Some of them have a battery backup, but some of them don't. But it is something to consider if you've been in your house for a while and haven't updated the smoke detectors. Just think about it because yeah. that's kind of an important one. Oh, my should gosh. Should you ever need. Oof. So, I think that covers most of the main. Oh, yes. Dishwasher. I was just about to say. <laughs> the worsher of the dishes. <laughs> the washer
1: of the dishes. Um, that's about 10 years as well. Yeah. Um, so, a little piece just fell off of ours, <laughs> just a little plastic like bearing. And I noticed that when I open the door, it doesn't just like slowly fall, it just slams down now. Ouch. And again, that's one of those where it's like, you got to hold on because I I don't want to replace you where you are right now. Yeah. So in fact, the kitchen
0: we're working on now, um, we saved her dishwasher and her sink faucet.
1: Okay. Because she liked both of them and okay. didn't want to bother replacing. Okay. So well, that, that, that helps. That helps out of everything. And again, I think, I think um, the previous owners got like a package at like Lowe's or Home Depot that just went in and bought the, uh. This manufacturer, whose name I will not say because we (laughs) may want them to sponsor us, just bought like, you know, we have it all on sale and it all matches and just bought all three. So, but the dishwasher out of all of them, I think is um, showing the most age. Mm. It's still washing well though. So, you know, there's no problem. It's just, that's just one little, it's like a little plastic bit.
0: I mean, well, with what we've talked about, it would make sense that the dishwasher would be failing first because everything else has a much longer life expectancy. There you go. Right. Well, so now that you're not in emergency status with the dishwasher, yes. look for sales. After talking about this life expectancy stuff, let's touch on that right before we wrap up this episode. Okay. Because I think it's a really important part of being a homeowner that not everybody does. Because sometimes they're like, oh, paying the mortgage is about as much as I can handle. Yeah. But putting a little bit of money aside into some sort of account where you're saving for the inevitable, right? Yeah. The dishwasher is going to crap out on you. Your HVAC is going to crap out on you. Something's going to happen and you're going to need access to quick money that's usually $1,000 or more. Yeah. Four to $5,000 a year is a good place to start.
1: Hmm. That's not bad to do within a year. No.
0: Having four to $5,000 a year considered in your house savings account, it stays and you add to it each year.
1: Yeah.
0: So if you're putting in, for my easy math, $5,000 a year, you know, and you don't have any, you don't have to tap into it for four years, all of a sudden you have $20,000 and that kitchen remodel is
1: Might way, doable, yeah. way easier than you thought. That's an incredibly good point. I mean, to be a badass homeowner, you got to be ready to be a badass appliance replacement person. <laughs> or whatever it is, you know. whatever. There's always something is the thing to remember. Absolutely. A badass homeowner is a badass planner. Yes.
0: Thank you for joining us today. For more information on this or any other homeowner projects, visit our website, jolieresidential.com. That's J-O-L-I residential.com. And follow us on social media at Jolie Residential on both Instagram and Facebook.
1: And if there's anything you'd like for us to cover in future episodes, please feel free to hit us up on any of our social media pages or send us an email through our website. You too can be a badass homeowner.